Amen. Please turn in your Bibles to the 46th Psalm. What, what do you do in troublesome times? That's what we're going to talk about tonight. What to do in troublesome times. Psalms 46. We shared a message you might remember two weeks ago on Sunday night from the 46th Psalm and the 10th verse. And after that message, I could not get this psalm off of my mind. We went somewhere else last week, but for two weeks now, I have had this psalm on my heart. And I I was, you know, asking the Lord, well, Lord, we just shared a message from this psalm. Why didn't we just do it all from the beginning? But... But I found out there's more to the 46th Psalm than be still and know that I am God. That is a powerful truth, and it's something that that we need all of the time. But there's a lot of powerful portions of this psalm. The whole psalm is is powerful. Um, It's a refuge psalm, is what many call it. There are those who have put it up there with the 23rd Psalm for courage and faith that we need in times of opposition. There is great help to be found for every storm of life that we all face. Every battle that we go through, there is help for us here in a God of refuge. The psalmist is praising God with these words that we're about to share for what he has done in in the portion of the world of what was going on at that time, whether this be David and running from his enemies, or whether it be Hezekiah and his fiasco with Sennacherib and everything that went on that he trusted the Lord in for that. Either way, it fits. This is an earth-shaking uh commotion and chaos that is taking place. The the area of their world was in very terrible shape. It was politically polluted. It was commercially corrupt. And it was a very unrestful time. Kind of reminds you of the day we live in now, in this world. And the hearts of people then, as well as the hearts of people today, want a refuge. People want to have a peace in their mind during a time like this. There is a craving for relief in the storms of life, if not from the storms of life. That's great if the storms of life are taken away, but if not, just give me some, some peace, some relief, some help in the storms of life. And the psalmist found just that. And has obviously shared it with us as the Word of God. For the virus of fear, in whatever way, there is a voice of hope. There was the presence of difficulty in this psalm. And there's also praise for deliverance that takes place in this psalm. And this is what 
every single one of us desire. We desire deliverance from our difficulties. Again, it might be deliverance in our difficulties. And let me just say from that, that that's quite powerful. It's great when the difficulties are taken away and you don't have to face them anymore. And we all have that testimony, I'm sure, that there are some difficulties that that we don't have to deal with once we've gone through them. But there are some that last a long time. I recall a testimony with somebody and, and something was going on for 35 years in their lives. But God gave relief in the midst of that long storm. And that is a powerful testimony. It's a testament to the power of Almighty God. What do we do in troublesome times? What did the psalmist find that he was able to do for relief in troublesome times? Well, three things we're going to look at for about, for about 25 minutes tonight. And that is running to our shelter, realizing our strength, and remembering our struggles. What do we do in troublesome times? Running to our shelter, verses 1 through 3. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah, Selah, pause and think about that. In other words, the shelter that we have in our Lord. We find the word refuge a few times throughout this psalm. Later in the psalm, in, verses, in verse 7 and verse 11, that word refuge means stronghold. Here in the first verse, it means a shelter. And let's notice something in this first verse. that This first verse is a sermon all in itself, but, but that's not where we're going tonight. But let's notice that God is a very present help in time of trouble for His people right now. It does not say that God was was a help for His people. That would be true. God has always helped His people. He has always been faithful. But that's not what it says. And it doesn't say that God will always be a help for His people. That itself would also be correct. God is always going to help His people. He is always going to be there. I am the Lord and I change not, the Bible says. And He will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. So that would be true if He were to say the Lord is always going to be a a help for His people. But that's not what it says. It says God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Currently, in this moment, in that current moment for the psalmist, in our current moment today, God is our help. He is currently our help. In the storm that we are in, He is our shelter today. He is a very present help in trouble. A little phrase that I fell in love with concerning that part of the verse, a very God 
a very present help in trouble, He's easy to be found. Would you think about that for just a second? You don't have to go looking far for God. He is easy to be found. He is a very present help in trouble. When we are in tight places, the Lord is a very present help. He's easy to be found. When the walls of life seem to be closing in on you and I, God is inside those walls and He is with us. We can find help in those tight places in life. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Dustin, the Lord was with them in the fire, wasn't He? He is with us in our times of trouble. He is easy to find in a time of need. Charles Spurgeon said, God never withdraws Himself from His afflicted. And He's more present than a friend or relative. He's more present than the trouble himself. Do you believe that tonight? Do you believe that when you think about the trouble that you may be going through? If you're not going through some, some's on the way. But, but in the time that you've had trouble, do you believe that, that the Lord is, is closer to you than the trouble that you are going through. He is an incredible refuge. And if you'll turn over 45 Psalms with me to the 91st, we're going to look at a little expounding on the refuge that the Lord is just for a minute. In verse 1 of Psalm 91, we see that He's our shelter. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He's our shelter, okay? He is our solid refuge. Verse 2, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. He is, notice in verse 5, He is a secure refuge. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day. Verse 7, He's a strong refuge. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Always a strong refuge. Verse 9, one more. Verse 9, He's a safe refuge. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. He is a safe refuge for us. Our shelter is very, very close. He is very easy to find. And we are to run to our shelter in troublesome times. Sounds simple enough, sounds like something we would always do, but we don't, do we? But we can. He's right there. He's a very present help in trouble. What do we do in trouble sometimes? This doesn't have to be real uh, sophisticated with, with ten deep points in it. Run to the Lord in troublesome times. Proverbs 18.10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower, the righteous runneth into it, and is safe. So for victory over our troubles, we're running to our shelter. But not only are we running to our shelter, we're realizing our strength. Look with me in verses 4 through 7. 
there is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, she shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. The heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved, he uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. Pause and meditate on that one. Realizing our strength. It's just that simple. What do we do in troublesome times? Child of God, realize the strength that you have in your God. Jesus says in John seven thirty seven, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the Scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. The Christian has strength living within. To know Jesus is to have the flow of spiritual fountain living within us. Well, well, well what is that like? Well, Jesus expounded a little more with the woman at the well in John chapter 4. And he, he talks about the water from the well that you'll drink and you'll get thirsty again. But he, then he says, But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. Let me just stop before I read the rest. In troublesome times, you won't thirst. You'll, you'll never first thirst, it says. So, when times are hard, in times, we won't thirst because there's a realization of our then. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into lasting life. The Christian has a strength living within. And there's the simple realization of that for the troublesome times we go through. That's what we need. But more specifically, the Christian has someone living within. God is in the midst of us. A name of our Messiah is Emmanuel. God with us. When we are in any trouble, the Lord is with His people. He is with us. He promises that He is with us. I believe it tonight that the Lord is with us in the middle of the troubles and the trials that we go through. The Lord will even send us into trouble just to show us that He's with us. Because He really makes an impact. He makes an impact that we can't explain any other way. But the Lord was with us as we went through this. This was something that I couldn't handle. This was something that I couldn't accomplish. I couldn't endure. But the Lord was with me. And He magnifies Himself. He'll even send us into trouble just to show us that He is with us. He is with us in difficulty just as well as He is with us in delight. 
that old saying, I mention it every now and then, a friend in need is a friend indeed. Jesus goes by that. He does not abandon us in time of trouble. He does not vacate us when there are problems going on. He is with us. Jesus sent His disciples into a storm. He knew the storm was coming. He sent His disciples into it. But what do we know? That He was with them in the storm. While we fulfill our command of the Great Commission to evangelize, to baptize, to to teach, and to build up the, the... the church of God, at the end of that great commission, the Lord says, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. The Lord, He's like a quiet river. And He gives us peace as He goes with us into every storm that we face. We have hidden resources of constant strength that the Lord gives us. We have the resource of strength from the One who lives inside us. You know, anytime Israel went to the world in time of trouble, when they went to the world to have their need met in time of trouble, they ended up with worse trouble than they had before. Israel had to learn that lesson. The Lord can say just one word if He chooses to do so and completely take our trouble away. Verse 6 says, He uttereth His voice, the earth melted. That God, the power of this God, is your God through Jesus Christ. And He lives within you. The Lord is a sure refuge. He is a secure hope. No matter the circumstances, there is a strength to realize that we have living within us that provides us with everything that we need to have victory over the storm, in the storm, from the storm, whatever the case. When life is rough, there's a river of joy and blessing. That comes from God. I I never doubt when when myself or one of God's people seem to be at their lowest point. I never doubt that that God uh, can't give joy and blessing to His people. He can. But, But why does He do that? Why does He help His people in troublesome times? Why does He lift them up? Because we don't like trouble? Because we want to feel good? Because we want life to be smoother? No, that's not why He does it. But there's always a God-glorifying reason for what He does in the life of His people. Therefore, to ask what we will according to the will of God, we need to make our request... But before we do, we need to realize what's in it for God. Because that's what He's looking for in our request. What is in it to glorify Him? He's not much on, on selfish supplication. But He's much 
on Savior-exalting supplication. What is in it for God? What is in it for God when He delivers us out of trouble? Well, there's a lot of things we could say, but in 2 Corinthians 1.3, it says, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. God wants to use what He does in our time of trouble for His glory. Here, He wants to use it for us to be of help to someone else in their time of trouble, to lift them up, realizing Our strength, though, that is another thing that we do in time of trouble. But not only do we run to the shelter and realize our strength, but how about remembering our struggles? Well, Brother Kenneth, how's that going to help? I'm in a struggle, and you want me to remember other struggles. How's that going to help? Well, look at verse 8. Come, behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. We need to remember our past struggles because the Lord was working in those struggles that we had. Maybe we can't connect the dots as to everything He did or what exactly He did yet. It still hasn't unfolded in our lives. But, but don't get Him wrong. God is always working for our good in the midst of our difficult times. We need to remember our struggles because of what God has already done in the midst of our struggles. The psalmist is looking at the power and the might of God and what He accomplished and what He did for the psalmist. The psalmist is claiming that God is His refuge and He is a very present help in trouble. And he's looking back and he's considering what God has done that He couldn't do. And that is for all of us. He is working out good in the midst of our struggles of life. That's what our Father is doing. To have an encouraging preview of what God is about to do in your life, just review what He has already done, because what He has done before, He will do it again. When we read the Bible... We review what God has done, what He has promised to do, promises He has fulfilled, and promises He continues to fulfill. He continues to do in the present what He has done in the past. You know, we'd be able to bear the 5 o'clock news a little better with that mindset to consider that God is at work in the midst of all of our troubles. 
you know, we wouldn't have to yell at that TV so much when we watch that news, or we wouldn't have to turn it off if we had that mindset that God is always at work to rescue and to deliver those who are in troublesome times. All we have to do, be still and know that I'm God. Here we go again. All we have to do is get quiet. Get quiet and alone with the Lord and consider what He has done before. And He will do it again in our midst. We need to get quiet enough to listen to what God has personally done in our lives. And it will all be recollected. It will all start coming back. You know, we can't live in the past. We can't turn around and, and live behind us. But we need to glance back every now and then. Because the same God that has done all the things that He's done for us before, He is a very present help right now to continue to do those things for us now. He has been exalted in our past circumstances. And He's looking to exalt Himself in His children's circumstances today. That's what God's looking to do for His Son to be magnified in our lives and the things that we go through. We must take our controlling hand off of our troubles. Man, that that gets personal in our lives, gets personal with me, because I know we're all tempted to, to place that controlling hand on the things that we're going through. And we're going to try to manage it for God. Don't worry about this, God. Watch what I do with this. We like to manage our own lives, but we need to remember those struggles. We need to remember that it wasn't us. We need to consider what God has done and what the Lord has done to get us out of them. We get into trouble when we stick our hand where it doesn't belong and we start to play God. There's a time to act when God says so, but until He does, we need to take our hands off and let God be God and let God work out His good in His way and His timing. We can't be meddling in things in one hand and reaching up to, to express a need for the Lord with the other hand. We need to wait on the promises of God. And when they come through, we can embrace them with both hands and know that it was God clearly that has done it. We can seize those promises when they come our way if we will wait on Him. That word wait in the Old Testament means trust most of the time when you look it up. We've got to trust in Him. And while we do wait on Him, we're going to be growing. We're going to be growing in faith. And that is going to exalt the Lord. That is going to magnify Him. To be in these tight places, a very present help in trouble, in tight places, those are trying times in our lives. But there's something that we need to know in those tight places of life. And that is God is doing something terrific. God is doing a terrific work 
just as He has done before. This call to reflection gives us confidence in the future. It gives us confidence for right now where we are. Our battles, they are the Lord's. And that's good to remember in every case. And when we let the Lord take care of the battle, there's a great calm after the great battle for God's people in troublesome times. So let's put that together. In troublesome times, we remember our struggles. We remember our struggles from yesterday and what God has done and how faithful He is to do it again. You know, how do we actually put this into practice? You know, the preacher's always tempted to use visual aids, and there's absolutely nothing at all wrong with that, you know, and, and illustrations and things to help. I used to use acrostics with the teenagers. Uh, I used to preach and preach and preach to them. And, and when I'm talking to them, they remember the acrostic I wrote on the wall and, and, and what Christ stands for, things like that. There's nothing wrong with a pattern, with a process of putting this into place. Because look, we need to remember this. What do we do in troublesome times? It's going to help when we remember our struggles because we remember what God did. How are we going to put that into practice every day? How are we going to connect this to an everyday life appropriation? How about seeing the things that Some people don't like to write. They don't like to write things down. I tell you what, it's, it's a special time, though, to sit down with God with a pencil and a piece of paper. I guess with younger people, it, it just might be the cell phone today, and they send a text to themselves about it. Whatever you do, hey, that's a good idea. Ten things that the Lord has done in your life. I, I just took a a few minutes. I, I think we ought to put together a master list. I, I think we ought to have homework. And every one of us put together, 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 what? together a master list of the things the Lord has done in our lives. Maybe even share them the service before Thanksgiving. I just, I just wrote down a quick one. God has saved my soul by faith in Jesus Christ and He's given me eternal life. Uh, every now and then I call up a preacher friend and, and I can tell when he's discouraged. But, and he, let me say this, he's tempted to be discouraged. How does, how does he help? How, how has he helped? I'll ask him how it's going and he says, well, I'm saved and I'm going to heaven. When he says that, I know he's going through a trial. But that helps. That's one thing God has done. He saved me. God has given me a wife and children I've been enjoying and blessed with for 26 years. I have family in heaven that I'm going to see one day. And, and some have gone early. And I stand before you by the grace of God today to say that He makes no mistakes. Man, He's, he's beautifully, wonderfully perfect. And it's only by God's grace that I'm able to say that. Number four, God has placed me in His church and given me the best friends I've ever had in my life. God has supplied all my need. God has allowed me to witness souls being saved. 
my father, my mother, strangers and others. What a blessing that after we are saved, we get to witness someone else being saved in our very presence. God's given me the physical health to be able to be here and to worship Him tonight. These aren't in any particular order because this, was, this is a big one. God has given me endurance in trials and troubles. I, I know I didn't have it before. I know I haven't had it in the past, but God has given me endurance in trials and troubles. God has done that. Oh, what has God done in my life? He's, he's chastened me when I sin. I'm thankful to, to the Lord for a chastening when I sin. You know, when Brother Ron Farr, who's in glory now, used to say that during a Thanksgiving service, what are you thankful for? And he said, I, I'm thankful for a chastening when I've sinned. The Lord chastens me. And I, I believed it. I believed that's what he was thankful for. I'm thankful for that tonight. God has empowered me to be able to serve Him. That's a quick little list. But we ought to go home and we ought to really sit alone with God. Be still and know that I am God. And write down all the things the Lord has done in our lives. Hey, ten things. We can do that once a month, too. At least. He's always at work in our lives. That's a sure help. That's a sure help for you and I, okay? In, in troublesome times. It's a sure help to remember what He has done. Let me, just, let me just start closing by simply asking this tonight. Do you know this God? He's not only a Savior to save us from our sins. That happens in a moment of our lives. But then for the rest of our life, He is a refuge. Do you know this God tonight who is a refuge? He is a strength. He is, is Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? He is a very present help in trouble right now. And, and you have experienced that if you have trusted in Him. Do you know Him? You either know Him or you don't know Him. You either know this about Him, you've either experienced this about Him, or you haven't. I, I was going to just give a little testimony of Michael's without, without asking him, but I conveniently ran across him and asked him what he thought about it, and he said, go ahead. And there's a portion of... Michael's testimony in realizing he wasn't saved, and it had a lot to do with reflecting back, maybe all the way to another profession of faith he had made, or a whole lot of reflecting maybe on the recent past, and not being able to overcome adversity. Examine yourselves whether you be in the faith. Michael did that, and God was working on him. And, and you know what he realized? He had, he had no shelter. He had no stronghold. He had no strength. He, he had no salvation. And I'm sure he's glad for that to be shared tonight for the sake of someone else. 
do you know this God who is a refuge? He is our strength. And He is a very present help in trouble. If not, we pray that you would know Him tonight. That you would believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. To save you from all of your sins. And then to walk in the experience of Him being our refuge. You know, when the Lord saves us, He loves us just as we are, as I've said many times. He'll save you just as you are, because He loves you. And He loves us too much to leave us as we are. He changes our lives. He's in the saving business, and He's in the transformation business. And He transforms our lives to be more like His Son. There is a change that takes place when we are saved. And a big change is you have, you have a shelter in Him. Life is different. You're not facing it on your own anymore. But you're with Him from, from that moment of salvation then a saved life for the rest of your life. Do you, do you know Him tonight? If not, I pray you'd be saved this evening. And that you would just, you would just come before God's people Good old-fashioned savings say, I, I do not know Him. He is not my refuge. He, he is not my stronghold. I do not know His salvation. And as far as the children of God, well, the Lord has given us what I believe is three simple things that we can apply to our lives if we're not already doing so for the troublesome times that we face. Know this, that God doesn't want us hindered and bogged down to where we're not living for Him and doing His will. Let us pray. Father, tonight, we humble ourselves before You, and we realize the troublesome world that this is. Lord, we reflect on so many things that we've been through. We might consider those things we went through before we knew You. And it was such emptiness and loss for us. But as your children, you have done amazing things in very dark, difficult times that we have faced. And I thank you that you never change, you do not lie, and you've never broken a promise. And you're faithful to us here today. We're in a changing world and a changing generation and and so many are forgetting You and not even looking to You. But You're our same faithful God. And I thank You that You are very easy to be found. And I thank You for the help that we might have gained tonight in our troublesome times. That we would be lifted up as Your people. That we would know that You're going to use our trial for Your glory in some way that we can be built up with endurance and we can be strengthened in our faith by You. Father, for the one who does not know that life, they come up empty looking on the calendar of life for a time that they were saved. They come up empty with this experience that we've shared from Your Word tonight. Father, we pray You'd save them tonight, Lord. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If everyone could please stand.
page 465. Let us do business with God tonight. Thank you for your mercy. so good to be back tonight. I pray that the Lord helps every single one of us through this week to glorify Him, to live for Him. Remember that next Sunday is our anniversary service. The Saturday after that on the 22nd, that is our fall festival. Um, I'm sure there are sign-up sheets in the foyer for anyone who would like to contribute and to be able to help out with that outreach that we have going on soon. Please pray for Pastor Stone and so many members of his family who are out today and, and many who are ill. And with that, I'm going to ask Brother Barry Farr if he will close our service in a word of prayer, and God bless you all. <laughs>